I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We now know when we'll be spending 40 years playing Starfield. Microsoft has shown off its E3 garter and you can throw all your Nintendo Switch games directly in the bin. This is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion and Stacey Henley. How are we doing, folks? This is the most northernly video game podcast of all time and I'm thrilled about it. Yeah, doing well. Same. I'm absolutely delighted. I mean, I feel like people who have listened to the previous two episodes will hear some of these accents and perhaps be somewhat scared but you know what <laughs> we have to be the difference we want to see in the games industry how are you chris i'm good i'm i'm happy to finally be coming off the subs bench and, and making my vgc podcast debut like a, a what is Solshire still a reference but i don't watch english football so my <laughs> my english football references are at least 20 years old so am i still a sub is he still a super sub or is he now a bad manager is that is that what people think now i don't know i, f- I feel like Solskjaer is a player that people know because of like Ultimate Team and because of him being a shit manager. I don't think people think of Man United winning the Gosh. treble anymore. Yeah, in That's my head, is, yeah, <laughs> it's depressing. In my head, he's still a super sub. But but that aside, but old old references aside, I'm glad to to finally be be making my debut. I mean, you adorn that horrifying cover art, so I think revealing to people the man behind the mask is important. Sure enough. <laughs> so I think is st- I proved that as well. <laughs> How are you, Stacey? Fine, yeah, doing well. Excited to be here. I feel it's really rare that I'm in a conversation with people from the games industry and I feel like I'm a southerner but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have to do the day. Before we get into any uh, cross Scotland slander it's a bit of a heavy news show this week uh, the games have retired for a few weeks but there are, there are some big hitters coming but we can't talk about them yet or we'll get arrested because um, we love them embargoes. Let's get into the headlines. Number one Starfield release date delayed until September showcase scheduled for June. Starfield's release date has been delayed into the second half of the year in an announcement video published on Wednesday, Bethesda confirmed that the game, which was initially planned to release in the first half of the year, will now arrive on September 6th. The publisher also confirmed a Starfield Direct will take place on June 11th. Microsoft has also confirmed that the Xbox Game Showcase will take place just before that, but we'll talk about that later. Starfield was originally supposed to release November 11th, 2022, but in May of 2022, the game was delayed until 2023. And then an entry on the official Bethesda support page noted that the game was scheduled for the first half of 2023, meaning that this move to September is another delay and breaks the promise of last year's Xbox Game Showcase, where they said everything we're shown can be played within the next 12 months. Stacey, I come to you. What's the vibe on Starfield? I still think people are going to be looking forward to it. Obviously, it's Xbox's big hitter. It is a delay, technically, with that Xbox promise, but, you know, it's not like there was a date and it's been pushed back. We didn't know the date, and now we know the date. So I think people will treat that as good news, whereas, obviously, when it gets pushed back from November, um, there's the disappointment of we're not getting it. And I think a lot of people probably just weren't aware of what was on the Bethesda support page. A lot of 
this is going to be a game that a lot of more casual players are going to play. It's going to be one of the biggest sellers of the year. So moving it out of a time when you know Zelda is going to be coming out, it's going to be another big game that a lot of people are going to want to play. I think it. I think releasing in September is smart, even if it's technically a delay. Mm. Chris, what about yourself? What? How did this hit you? When I mean, it's not surprising. I don't think anyone was really expecting it to drop in like April or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, on on a on a personal level, it hit me like a feather because I've I've got no, I've got zero interest in Starfield at all. But I appreciate I'm in the minority there in in, ter- in terms of Xbox owners. Um, it's just I'm, I'm I'm an old man now and I don't have time to to uh, 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 games that long just intimidate me. Um, like I've never played an Elder Scrolls game, I've never played a Fallout game, so I I, I just get nervous. Um, I, I collect, I'm a collector, so when a game's got a lot of stuff, I, I just get put off. Um, but certainly, as as Microsoft's big kind of game of, of of this year, then it's an interesting one. I mean, obviously, by e, when when E3 comes and they'll have their big kind of presentation, um, whatever form that takes, they'll obviously then be focusing a bit on Starfield. You would think, even though they've got their separate thing announced and that to me is the more kind of disappointing thing because as as long as they keep Starfield out of it too much I want to see new stuff um, at, at this conference. I do wonder if they're getting the Starfield Direct out there if it's like an hour and it's just like here is a big chunk of gameplay here's a significant side quest so that this second show can just be avowed and yeah. Hellblade 2 and we'll come to what we think might be there later but yeah this is uh this is an interesting one because um at the at the back end of last year i had a conversation with someone in the xbox team pretty pretty as high up as you can be and it certainly seemed that this wasn't a case of yeah bill gates i was talking i was talking to uh, bill and melinda having dinner with them and it was a tense vibe but um, i can imagine (laughs) they they were basically saying that the the date was always in flux it was always on bethesda read on Todd Howard to come to Xbox and say, right, let's do this. Because Xbox is acutely aware that they cannot cyberpunk this. Like, this cannot happen Mm. again. Especially with the Bethesda kind of reputation for how fucked their games can generally be at launch. Fallout 4. Skyrim and Fallout 3 were also fucked, but that was in an era where you could kind of get away with it. You can get away with it now. And the Twitter era, if Starfield's really buggy... It would be a disaster and i still feel yeah. like there will be people smelling blood in the water and going into starfield being right i need to be the first one to have this hilarious bug video where the yeah. head spins around but <laughs> i just think it's i think it's probably a good thing and i think the unsaid thing here is i think this has almost certainly moved spider-man what do you think about that stacy yeah i think um Sony's pretty smart. Sony tends to not just release games that do well, people like, but they dominate the conversation for a long time. Sony has uh, a few releases in the year that are really big ones. 2020 was probably the last time they had a big chain of Final Fantasy, then The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Obviously, delays and things have disrupted that strategy, but Sony knows when it releases a game, it's a big talking point, and I think it would be silly to take on Starfield, even though it might win, it might end up being, hey, Xboxing isn't being talked about, it feels when Sony's so far in front on terms of exclusives and people caring about the console and talking about um, their big games, I just, it would be silly to risk that against Starfield when you can just dominate October. Yeah, it certainly feels like, I've always thought that because this new spider-verse film is coming out that will probably come with a trailer with yeah. born to spider-man 2 there's all the talk of the playstation showcase which almost certainly is where we get the date 
I can mm. see this coming out in kind of the same time God of War did last year. November mm-hmm. means it's the big Christmas game. You do a big PS5 bundle with it. But yeah, it's. I bet you that game gets internally delayed not because it's not ready, because because it's Insomniac, I assume it's already ready to go, like they could send it out now. Yeah. But just to get away from Starfield, the same reason you don't release against Zelda, because that is going to be the thing, at least for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris, just thinking about the back half of this year, what what games are jazzing you? Like, and you're not a Starfield guy. You don't strike me as particularly a Spider-Man guy. Nintendo has no more games. So. Yeah. Um, not a lot, to be honest. I mean, but but that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm doom and gloom about the end of the year. I just think there's going to be a lot of stuff um, that we maybe don't know about yet because we're still quite early into this year. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff, and it's like, oh, and it's out in six months' time. Um, my hope is that um, COVID has kind of taught publishers uh, not to announce release dates until they're, they're a bit closer um, just in case because you never know um, so I'm hoping that in the coming months we'll, we'll, we'll start finding out the, the new stuff because Forza won't be till next year is that right or is that Forza I, I can't remember if that's it this year then that's my big one that's that's the one I'm looking forward to I'm not a massive petrol head by any means but um something about that series just kind of strikes me the right way mm. so that that's that's the one i'm i'm really uh, looking forward to i think do you wish it was another horizon are you ready to get back to kind of trad for them no i'm i'm ready um like horizon i, I got edinburgh I, I, no that's yeah. horizon I'm, I'm happy um it, it, unless horizon does something wildly different like the like the japan one that was rumored for for five and didn't end up happening um i'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm over the countryside type thing um and i'm just i'm keen just to get a proper motorsport game Again, um, that in FIFA, obviously. Oh, sorry, I can't say FIFA anymore. That in yeah. EA Sports Football yeah, Club, Sports FC. FC. Um, <laughs> be I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, because my, my, re- my review in FIFA basically said that um, I felt like they were holding back um, because obviously they want EA Sports FC 24 um, to be to hit the ground running. And, and so I think they'll be kind of holding big features back for that. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, more about that later but stacy what about you back half of this year is there anything you have your eye on or is it just play it how it lands with these kind of in this era of surprises and the hi-fi rushes of the world yeah it depends because a lot of the big games that i'm looking forward to don't have release dates and could very easily be 2024 um i was i'm very very sure cause, because of insomniac spider-man will be one of them i, I think spider-man was probably the most fun enjoyable game on the ps4 i wouldn't think the best no you know against the last of us and uh, red dead redemption and things like that but just to play for like 15 minutes so really looking forward to spider-man 2 hellblade we've just mentioned i the first game was really short. Like the second game's going to be longer. Does that mean it's going to be better? Does that mean it's going to kind of lose its identity? Um, Hades 2 could be here by the end of this year. That so there's good. a lot of stuff that could come out. But mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Hades 2 was 2024. Mm. And of course, yeah. Hades 2, again, an early access. So it's not, yeah. it's not like you're getting the full whack. Um, although, the, and trust in Supergiant, I, I, there is no game that I'm more sure is going to be at least very good than that. Um, but you never know, Microsoft have, might have more. As we go into our second story, Microsoft ESD plan, plans have been revealed. Uh, there's going to be an Xbox Game Studios showcase on the same date as the Starfield one, June 11th. It's a Sunday. It's classic E3. Um, now, I want both of you, starting with Chris, to give me a conservative prediction 
and a wild card prediction. When you say conservative, you don't mean like anything about people on boats or anything. Uh, you mean like just in terms of just like that Phil game. Spencer's going to stand behind a lectern that says we have to stop the boats. He's going to take food out of the mouth of impoverished people, and then yeah. he's going to announce a new uh, banjo cuisine. Oh, well, that's, that's what I had written down. <laughs> the, the boats stop banjo cuisine. Um, uh, my conservative prediction is. Um, a, a quite boring one I'm afraid but I, I think Ubisoft Plus will finally be added to Game Pass Ultimate because that's been more than a year now since Ubisoft said that Ubisoft Plus was coming to Xbox mm-hmm. in general and to the best of my knowledge it hasn't yet the logos um, in the I, back end it has been for months yeah, and months it's been months. there for ages and I don't know if Sony's done an exclusivity deal um, because obviously there's Ubisoft stuff on PlayStation Plus Premium now um, and I don't know if there's been some kind of deal done where they say don't bring it to Xbox for X amount of time mm. so my guess is that Ubisoft Plus will be added to Game Pass Ultimate and that Game Pass friends and family will be um, spread out to, to the larger regions because it's doing the rounds now in like Ireland and Colombia and they added it to a few kind of other uh, kind of smaller regions recently. Um, I think they'll roll that out properly and that'll be the big, next big push for Xbox uh, Game Pass. And the wild card. One. Well, wild card is one versus a hundred. Finally, uh, <laughs> the return. Um, because Spencer's Phil Spencer's been hinting at it and teasing at it for a while, and late last year they did an Xbox Fan Fest trivia event where people subscribed to Fan Fest could um, log on and take part in an Xbox quiz, which I took part in as well because I was like, "Final, let's try it," and it was really well put together. And I felt like this has been a hell of a lot of work just for a kind of. A, a limited um, availability thing just for a bunch of Xbox fans this feels like a test run for something um, for like a, 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 a quiz engine because it worked really well it worked quite seamlessly um, so I get the feeling that 1 versus 100 might be coming back yeah and Je- Jeff Grubb has said as much like last year he said that as far as he was aware that was happening and yeah, much like the, love it. much like the Metroid Prime remaster eventually the grub man cometh and it does happen so <laughs> exactly. I, I would I would expect that to, that'd be great one versus a hundred it's, I, I it's crazy that. they never did it in the era of HQ trivia or in the pandemic like surely yeah, when everyone's like locked in their house wouldn't that be the perfect place to do it that would be the perfect time to do it but I'll, 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 I'll any time's the perfect time for one versus a hundred I'm, I'm, I'm well I um, cannot wait for it yeah, I'll be glued to my telly yeah, exactly <laughs> Stacey your conservative prediction and your wild card for the Microsoft show I mean conservative prediction was going to be talking more about Hellblade but I feel like I, I already have so what I think we are really due information on is Perfect Dark mm-hmm. that was revealed a long time ago we just kind of saw a CGI trailer of a corridor and haven't really heard anything of it since I don't expect I don't expect you know a hi-fi rush style shadow drop but more gameplay maybe it's a release window for 2024 or even 2025 early 2025 I don't know how big it is really what their ambition for the game is it feels like we know nothing about it and it doesn't feel as important a, a franchise to a lot of people as it does to me I played as a kid and I think you know, have that connection that you play to games as a kid but from, I'm going to say this and get lots of angry emails, but I thought it was better than GoldenEye. I thought it did the GoldenEye thing better than GoldenEye. And I'm surprised that GoldenEye has remained this beloved game. It's just been brought back out. People still talk about it as an all-time great, and yet Perfect Dark never even gets a mention. Yeah. And I know GoldenEye has the James Bond link, but the fact that they're making a new one and they're saying so little about it... 
I would like to see it then. I just feel it's due. Chris, as the resident uh, old man, what do you think of that? Perfect Dark versus GoldenEye, where do you come down? I, I, I agree with Stacey. I, I think fundamentally Perfect Dark's a better game. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just. I don't know if the reason Goldeneye is the one people think fondly of is because Perfect Dark needed the expansion pack to properly unlock everything on the N64, and not a lot of people had that. So I think just more people had Goldeneye, and that's probably why everyone talks about it more. But um, Perfect Dark definitely was, in my eyes, at least the better game. Um, so yeah, I, I agreed. I'm, I'm curious to see if we're going to get another. If it's going to lean more towards rare quality or more towards perfect dark zero quality, um, so <laughs> a classic, an <laughs> vintage launch game. Yeah, and <laughs> your wildcard production, Stacey. Um, obviously the Activision whole thing isn't through yet, so that probably puts a damper on this. But since it's a wild card, I would love to see them push. So much of the Activision talk has been Call of Duty getting across the line, and I would love to see them push one of the smaller things like. It's been hinted at for a long time there's going to be a new Spyro. There was hints in the Crash mm. game. There was hints in the Crash art book. They, there was been like weird tweets before the Game Awards and then no announcement. And I've always kind of wondered why are they kind of building up to nothing? Mm. Um, so I, I would love to see them do a, a new Spyro, really in the way they obviously brought back the Crash trilogy and then they rebooted the whole thing with Crash 4. I would like to see them do something similar and essentially make a Spyro 4 that starts after... Um, reignited mm. i mean with that one you, you do assume that they probably are going to do that like the second they can legally can like yeah. whatever the big show is following that they're like okay we're doing spyro please fucking god they're going to come out and say we're going to get the team to do tony hawk's pro skater three and four yeah which mm. would get vgc's first ever six star um <laughs> which clears the way for them to eventually do the thug remakes get bam margera back it, it would be it would be perfect um you've got to double down on that stuff yeah mainly to make people feel better about this very weird deal like to mm. to, to a big section of the game playing audience at least the hardcores call of duty is like oh, that's fucking call of duty but if you can be like mm. we're doing more spyro that crash 4 was I, I i'm not i'm famously an anti-crash person but was that crash 4 received well were people into it did people think it was what they were wanting the big problem with that was it was so tailored to the hardcore like I 100% of the three of the main trilogy like 107% or whatever the daft number was but they made Crash 4 kind of for that kind of player the levels were so much longer you had to beat them on the hardest difficulty which Crash did usually have difficulty levels but had to beat it on like a harder difficulty and without dying and to get one of the colour gems you have to go through an entire level which takes about 8 minutes without breaking a single box and just like lots of things like that way that would be a fun challenge in a small dose but every level was designed as the hardest challenge possible so i think people generally liked the the game not as much the other characters and the playing as dingo Dale wasn't as good as that probably people would have imagined in their own heads getting to play as dingo Dale. but i think in general it was well received i don't think it sold anywhere near as well as the trilogy and then mm. we all know what happened they were falling in call of duty there was the um what's it called now team rumble um, yeah, originally yeah. won by league so it kind of disintegrated after that and it seemed like the chances of Spyro died with that but hopefully as you say bringing uh, instead of just focusing on, on Call of Duty which makes the most money this deal might be the silver lining of they're going to be focusing on the smaller games as well do we bring back Guitar Hero? 
Oh my god. See, right, here's the thing. <laughs> guitar, bring back, guitar Hero is the one that people have, like, the hearts and minds. Rock please, Band please was don't. always better. Rock Band was always uh, better. It had better instruments, better fucking songs. It was, it had a better progression. But Guitar Hero is the one that you, you say to people, mind when you had Guitar Hero on the Wii? Guitar Hero 3 on the Wii was, like, a ridiculous phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love the return. Fucking DJ Hero. That is exactly what I was just about to say. I've got my DJ Hero decks behind me still to this day, and like, what a game! We are sad bastards. Why do we hold on to this stuff that will outlive us? I've got my, I've got my, my I've got my bootleg DJ Hero soundtrack on my <laughs> on my iPad, uh, iPod best. Do you have the black and gold the? Eminem and Jay-Z one. Do you know what I did? Um, and I played it too much and uh, got broke, so I had to go to CEX and buy like a standard mm. one like, to replace it when I was gutted. Um, so yeah, I, I played it that much, I went through two sets of cheap plastic decks. Weirdly, the last time they brought Guitar Hero back for Guitar Hero Live, it was weirdly ahead of its time with the whole, you, you played it like, there was like streaming channels you subscribed to and things yeah. like that, but um, as someone who still has Rock Band 4 instruments and protects them with my life because they are so expensive to get replacement ones now i have like i have like two thousand songs of dlc on rock band 4 i'd love music games to come back um my conservative prediction is that we get a lot of avowed gameplay and we get a general 2024 release date for it um mm-hmm. because i just think that's that's kind of that's going to be their next, safe, their next yeah. thing here's my my wild card one i think that they make the play to be the home of EAFC for the next few years <laughs> in the same okay. way that PlayStation has been for the last say since it's like FIFA 15 or 16 it transitioned over and now the mm. key thing is it's where EA chooses to hold their esports on what platform because PlayStation mm. is their like esports platform for FIFA at the moment but in the Xbox 360 era FIFA was aligned with Xbox you could only get legends on Xbox yeah. things like that this, this is the best opportunity they've had to maybe swing that, but I don't know. My, my other one was going to be we won't see Fable, but I don't want to wind people up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, are we going to get scale bound? No. Yeah, I think so. That would be a wild card. If, if we get scale bound, it will be a logo, and the game will never come out oh, again. No, I, yeah, I, I don't mean. I, yeah, I don't mean like scale bound, and it's out today. High fi rush, but I mean, it's like because. <laughs> 2020 Phil Spencer I've got, I've got it written down I said Phil Spencer said and I quote this mm-hmm. is journalism folks Michael this is how Cole. journalism works it says and I quote uh, for the people out there thinking that maybe there's still something in the works there's not and then last year he just said there's currently nothing to say about Scalebound that to me is an upgrade mm. over hell no to nothing to say for just ripping apart these <laughs> tiny wee words and being like, no, that busted that, wide open. We're on to you, Phil. That can tell us that say no and said this means it, it actually is coming. Yeah, <laughs> this game that originally already looked absolute dog, uh, dog shit, like, um, is coming back. But, um, we actually have some listener mail from Nathan Zur who writes in just like you can to podcast at videogameschronicle.com and asks. Loving the show so far and keen for Chris to make his debut this episode. This is clearly... This he's, is clearly he's all, he's, I mean, he's all, let's, let's face it, he's already stopped listening. Off to a bad start. <laughs> My question is, what do you think the public's perce- perspective of Xbox will be at the end of the year with games like Starfield, Redfall, Forza releasing? I assume it will be positive, but it probably hinges on whether Starfield is good or not. Um, I will answer this diplomatically as um, Xbox Xbox's number one defender. Um... <laughs> I think if Redfall is like, firstly, I don't think many people will actually care about Redfall outside of no. our bubble. 
because it's an arcane mm-hmm. game and arcane games are doomed to sell 10 copies to games journalists um forza i bet that's brilliant i bet that yeah. ends up being one of the highest rated games of the year metacritic wise because it's just like look at these fucking cars they drive so well yeah Starfield, no coffee shops in it at all <laughs> no coffee shops no fucking 40 minutes about the history of the combust- combustion engine um starfield's the one because the the meme readout on starfield is going to determine whether or not xbox has a good year if it comes out it's brilliant wee bit buggy but you know it's buggy in the way that every massive open world game is buggy mm-hmm. but it's also fucking brilliant it's getting these amazing scores all the press are really loving it then i think that gives xbox a lot of momentum because that is their yeah. first biggie especially if, if say spider-man comes out and it does well but a lot of the criticism is like yeah it's good but it's a lot it's kind of a lot like the first one with a star that's like whoa that's yeah. next generation um on conversely if it comes out and it's a wee bit fucked and xbox fans just get battered in every comment section with lol starfield and like arms flailing around like then i think they're they're doomed to a thousand more years of being uh kind of being down on their luck what do you think chris yeah i agree this this can be another halo basically because that happens twice in a row um i I do think the general perception of xbox will be better by the end of the year because the overriding lol meme has been xbox has no games um and not even hi-fi rush seems to have changed that even though that's a a certified good game um I i think by the end of the year if you can point at um, Starfield, if you can point at Forza, if you can point at a few other things and say, look, it will, Phil, Phil Spencer says there are some other golden eye still surprises coming, um, which presumably means like really badly optimized <laughs> retro <laughs> games. Um, it's, 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 as long as, um, I think by the end of the year, people, the, the Xbox defenders will be able to say, well, we don't have no games, we've got boop, 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 boop. And that that can help perception. And here's what's coming in twenty four. We've got a yeah. Vibe. So, We've so, got so the, so this the, extra shit that's been announced and yeah. Even stuff like Hellblade because Hellblade's going to come out. No can't will play it probably, but it will get amazing reviews and it will be yeah. like this kind of here's their arty game because they've not really had one of those in a while. Like yeah, the dominoes are about to fall down, and then the fucking Microsoft Activision deal falls apart, and then Xbox gets away yeah. off. And that that's that to me is is more crucial than the. Then what's coming out this year is the deal, the Activision deal coming together and what's going to be announced during the E3 period because we know about Avowed and we know that Fable's coming in 2037. Yeah. Um, we, we, we know these games are on the way. It's it's what we don't know that, that's going to swing things, I think, mm. and, and Activision deal being done. Now, Stacey, as a fellow Geordie, just like Jim Ryan, um, how do you think Xbox's <laughs> end of the year is going to be? I've got to be honest, I agree with what Chris said before about Starfield is not the Xbox game that I'm looking forward to. I will play it. I I will prefer, I assume, you know, if they're as good as I expect them to be, uh, Redfall, Hellblade, and Forza. None of those games matter. I think if Starfield does well, Xbox has a good year. It doesn't matter if Forza is terrible. It doesn't matter if only have one game, because as, as we've just said, Hi-Fi Rush reviewed really well, people loved it. Still no one cares. Yeah. They need a game on the level of God of War or The Last of Us or yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. They need some... Starfield needs to really be Elden Ring, Starfield. We need to all agree that that's the order of games for this generation because 
Sony hasn't been fully firing because of delays with the pandemic. People, much like Spider-Man, people said God of War, which is kind of the first one, but bigger. Mm-hmm. Sony has made its business exclusives, and it has not really delivered on that this gen. And if Xbox can show them up with Starfield, then that's a, that's a big win. It can't show them up with, doesn't matter how good Redfield is, that won't be a big exclusive that... Yeah sells an xbox starfield will starfield's like the game on the bus that's the game that yeah. sh- that's like gets like adverts during the champions league and shit like that all they need to yeah. do is be like the new game from the guys that like skyrim and that should be enough but yeah i think that's an interesting point about you thinking sony's not delivering because i think you would you would specifically with god of war that seemed like a real turning point in terms of playstation 5's really getting out there in terms of like penetration to the market and you saw a lot of god of war kind of in the lead up to christmas but i, I do wonder because sony hasn't had ratchet as ps5 exclusive and my dearly beloved yeah. returnal as ps5 exclusive but they've not had one of their big like platinum tier studios put out just a ps5 game so no. i'm interested to see like spider-man 2 you'd think that would be the big one yeah that I has to be the big that has to have like not just Manhattan, but it also has to have like the boroughs around New York. It has to have all yeah. these things that are like, fuck me, you can never do this, this on PS4. And then eventually you get whatever Naughty Dog are doing, but that'll be way down the line. Yeah, you yeah. get whatever Bluepoint are doing. But yeah. it's going to be an interesting end of the year for Microsoft. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It might not be an interesting end of the year for EA because they're all going to jail. An Austrian court has said <laughs> allegedly. FIFA, um, an Austrian court has said that FIFA packs constitute gambling. Orders PlayStation refunds. A court in Austria has ruled that FIFA Ultimate Team packs are a form of gambling and has ordered PlayStation maker Sony to issue refunds. According to Games Wirtschaft, I'll say a small court in the district of Hermagor found in favour of several Austrian FIFA players who sued Sony in 2020. The suit alleged that plaintiffs, including one minor, had gambled away over 400 euro on the football simulator. Uh, the suit, which was brought forward, claimed that the ability to spend money on FIFA's random pack system violates the country's gambling act because while you're always getting essentially the same amount of items, the value of those items fluctuate against real life value, thus constituting gambling. Um, Sony's been ordered to repay. 338 euros and they have thus for they, they have thus far ignored the the ruling so i'm not really interested in this because frankly if you've only spent 400 euro on ultimate team that's that's small fry come on now <laughs> i used to spend like my entire sas like student loan on ultimate team never spent a penny never spent a penny on it. I, I bet your team's absolutely clapped you should see my team my team's, my team's incredible <laughs> legends the, as far as i can see the, the front line is like i've got 
I've got uh, Grincha on one side, I've got Voller, Hero, and then I've got uh, Anthony Martial's 90 rated card. This is, this is money. This is pure money. Um, I'm more interested... What what stage are we at in the loot box era, Stacey? Do these real rulings ever make it to the UK? What what what's going on here? Ultimate Team has always really surprised me because I, I play FIFA every year, have since I was a kid, no ninety nine or two thousand or something like that. But I don't play Ultimate Team at all. I don't even play like Chris Worth. Like I do my team for free. Like when I was at school, I used to play a little bit with like a little bit of money, ask parents for stuff. But I. I'm a, I've always been really happy with the career mode and, you know, playing online as these players. So if I played a lot, I, I maybe you can explain because I know you do play. I don't understand the idea of buying money, building up a team. That all makes sense. Then the next version of the game, which we know is the same game, mm-hmm. comes out and your team goes away. You yeah. start from zero. So I, I don't know how this system has, has ever kind of been celebrated as much by the players because I understand in other games in battle passes you know playing to unlock skins and unlocking guns mm-hmm. sometimes those guns get folded and stuff but generally you still kind of own them whereas in FIFA you pay so much for the squad and it kind of goes away from you so I feel like it's more likely that players patience runs out especially as they're being forced to change to EA Sports Football Club they have changed all the branding they might have changed the name from Ultimate Team I don't really know what the um, you know copyright and trademark is on on that I think it's more likely that players get bored of this and the company is forced to shift to a different way of making money as we've seen with other online shooters with mm. battle passes and subscriptions and I know Overwatch has like a, a almost like a club you can join to pay instead of having yeah. to buy these loot boxes all the time. So I, I think that's more likely than a uh, a legal ruling in the UK that says you can't buy these packs because the UK government used to use video games as a bit of a um, culture war easy win yeah. and as we've discussed they've moved on to people in boats and other other sorts of <laughs> things now so I just I don't think the legislation is going to be there because Britain's government is falling apart and doesn't care about video games it's just not it's yeah. not going to be a priority it's quite far down the queue um, just to yeah. explain like the, the ultimate team sickness because right I put I put in like five to seven hundred years uh, years five to seven hundred hours each year on FIFA and that is almost exclusively playing ultimate team and yes, at the end of the year, mm. while you're you're you still have your cards until they take the game offline, which they are kind of the last one they did was like FIFA 17, so that kind of lets you know how long they've okay. had. But no one's playing the game after the new one comes out, so your cards yeah. are essentially useless. Um, they've really gotten brazen this year with the kind of packs they're offering. So traditionally, for the past ten years, the absolute most they would charge for a pack is two thousand FIFA points, which roughly translates to twenty pounds. Now. This year they have gone almost double that. They're they're offering these super limited time packs. The amount of promo packs is constant. The amount of new players is constant. Um, they're also offering a lot more rewards in game that are untradeable. Essentially, meaning you'll open the pack and you cannot sell that on the virtual market for coins. Mm. Trying to drain people of coins, which means I've got no coins to to buy packs or build SBCs. I'll stick in a fiver and I'll open this promo pack and repeat the cycle. Um, to your point, FIFA players fucking hate FIFA. Ultimate Team players fucking hate Ultimate Team. The gameplay is <laughs> terrible. Um, th- they use the same players every fucking year. It's th- the amount of money that Ultimate Team makes. It should be the greatest online experience of all time, but it's just <laughs> shit. But it's the only game in town. Like, it's, there's people are not willing to transfer over to eFootball. Be- like, 
I played a bit of eFootball. I'm sure Chris is ready to dive in with the eFootball defence in a minute. But, <laughs> but FIFA is FIFA. Ultimate Team is Ultimate Team. Like, the dopamine of opening those packs and watching people open packs and getting icons and stuff like that. It still hits me, and I'm like nearly twenty eight. I've been playing Ultimate Team since I was like. I 15. guess that's, that's just what I don't get because I play I play hundreds of hours of FIFA every year, but I just I you know I play if I want to play as Kevin De Bruyne or whatever, then I just pick Man City for my online team. Yeah. You know, like I I go obviously each year you start down the division, I kind of go up to like Division three or four in the online, and usually kind of stay there. So I'm I kind of play people who are milestones I hammer them, so I get hammered. It feels like a usual online experience, but I. I'm City for a little while, and I play as uh, Chelsea, then I play as Real Madrid or Bayern, or I you know drop down and play as someone like um, Villa. So you're playing with like worse players, and ideally get matched against people who want PSG. Like I get it, I get the the thing of FIFA is I guess the ultimate team is never really gripped me the way it has other people so it always kind of confused me to have people I, I know the legends aren't in the base game but this the excitement over like oh I've got Messi like yeah, yeah so if I'm playing as PSG I, <laughs> I, suppose you know what I, mean? it, I suppose it's just like the it's like a it's like showing off your edict like look at this look yeah. at the amount of coins I have look at how good my team is like oh look yeah, how I good my that. pack luck has been and also ultimate team plays differently from regular seasons like it's i think it was found that it's like 1.5 times faster so it's it's meant to feel fucking arcadey like your players are pinging all okay. over the place um and also there is like a weird you know you play career mode you build up your team and you're like oh i remember when i transferred him in makes my team better you can feel the progression there's there's something about that in ultimate team like but it's just i wonder if i just play it because i've been playing it since i was a teenager and i love football and it's like the football game so i just continue to play well, it. this is what i mean about when the name changes over will people still go back to these kind of paying 40 quid for a pack of cards when they're not ultimate team cards they're ea football club 24 cards and they look different that's the, that's my kind of yeah. not worry because i don't care if it happens but that's my take on will the boxes go away i bet you ea owns the ultimate team branding and they or if they don't they're like fighting for their absolute life to make sure i think that I think Martin has it as well. So yeah, they, 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 they definitely own Ultimate Team. So mm. it'll be like mm. instead of being fut, which is what, what they always they, well, they yeah. could still call it fut. It yeah. could be for cut. F C U T. This this I was going to say this season, but I suppose that that's what it is. This season I decided to not play FIFA. Um, and take a break from it and did eFootball instead um, and it has the the complete opposite problem from FIFA at the moment which is that it's too eager to give out good stuff mm. um, like Konami gave me a code for like 40 or 50 quids worth of uh, currency and I can't spend it I can't find ways to spend it because I've maybe spent like 20 pounds worth and I've got a 99 Ronaldo a 99 Messi a 99 Neymar I've got legends coming out of my arse I've got like like the entire Celtic squad um, which to be fair didn't cost that much um, it, it, it's like a, a part of the reason for that is that every time I log on there's an apology notice comes up for something and, and like sorry here's something else that's broken now here's loads of loads of currency and then you go okay play it the next day or yeah sorry about this now here's I'm, just, I'm swimming and so the problem is when you play football just now everyone's got the best players and it's boring for the other reasons so I'm, I'm playing no football games just now I can't play FIFA now because I'm so far behind you know what FIFA's like if you don't play it for two months um, mm. you can't you, your, your team falls so far behind that you can't play the yeah. um, the, the, the kind of timed objectives and, and that's you you're out of the loop the power um, curve is so extreme that like 
basically it, it, it gets higher and higher and higher then team of the season hits for like three months and that's like a decent time to come back because they, yeah. they like throw out cards at you but i'm like I, when i'm reviewing these massive games i'm still chucking fifa on for an hour to make sure i go in and like do my objectives and do my sbcs so i can keep my yeah. team up till it because i play like the i play the weekend league like the kind of esports mode i'm fucking shit at it but like i, I still play it because it's like <laughs> it's my one competitive apart from warzone my one competitive thing now but yeah it's i i know what you mean about eFootball because i also got some currency and they were doing like a thing where you could get like nakamura or something like that it was some yeah. some legend that i wanted and i just went in and it was like with all these like here's your platinum golden ball it gets you <laughs> a guaranteed pele like all that shit and I was like that was crazy in terms of the loot box thing i I would love to see something done about it in the UK, but it won't. And as a parent of a four-year-old, you can go to your toy shop of choice and the, the shelves are full of LOL Surprise and mm. all these mm. Disney things and eggs with like mystery characters in them. And it's like the, the, the world is just loot boxes now and it's infuriating, um, especially as a parent, because like the, the kid wants the collection of this and that. And there's these new Disney 100 ones they've just, they've just brought out and they're 15 quid each because it's like a wee mini like... Um, it's, it's a big massive egg thing and you open it and it's like a wee stand in the character and wee, it's just like a proper wee figure mm-hmm. but there's like 20 of them and they're 50 quid each and it's like mm-hmm. it'd be bad enough spending £300 on 20 of them but you you don't get 20 of them you would have to yeah. get more it's, some, there's money to be made in uh, business listen out folks someone please do this that buys these things in bulk and then sells the individual ones mm-hmm. like you like like Lego minifig sites yeah, do, the folk that do but, that, yeah. but with other toys that, that buy them all in bulk open them up and see what's in them and then just sells them individually for a wee bit more someone so do it please at the start remove, of the, pandemic, remove the loot box element at the start of the pandemic when I was like do I really want to do this fucking games journalism pish um, I was considering getting into the before you made the wrong decision I know um, <laughs> of getting into the business of buying like big bot like loads and loads of Pokemon cards and scalping them essentially and I wish I did because right on that crest of the wave people made so much money over the pandemic on Pokemon cards and I didn't bother and I was just sitting fucking I was about to say making banana bread but that's a cliche I never bothered from Mars I just sat and drank sat and drank and played FIFA <laughs> Just eat bananas and bread. <laughs> I don't get it. When does it become? When does it become like this cake-like subject, substance? Anyway, our fourth story of this week: the Nintendo Switch successor faces backwards compatibility challenges. A developer has suggested the Nintendo Switch successor could face difficulty implementing backwards compatibility, according to new analysis by respect the content creator and Night Dive Studios developer Modern Vintage Gamer, MVG, for those in the YouTube know. In a newly published video, MVG digs into the possible components for the new Switch and talks about the incompatibility between the legacy hardware and how that could go forward to the Switch. It's essentially to do with how the games are compiled. So if, this is a quote from MVG, if Nintendo is to move away from the Tegra X1, which is the chip it currently uses, uh, which we all feel strongly that they will probably do, current Switch games won't work on new hardware without recompiling the games to target that hardware. Essentially, for Nintendo Switch games to work on this new theoretical Switch, which feels weird calling it theoretical because it's, it's obviously happening, but we just don't know what to call it yet. Mm. Um, they would have to have a software emulation layer or do something like just include a Switch slot or like include the chip from the original Switch on the Switch 2 
which would also force them to use the same cartridge format for the Switch 2. I go to you, Nintendo editor Chris. Um, what what do you think of this? What do you think the actual solution will be? Because surely they're not going to fucking get rid of all the Switch library. I think the solution will be what they've done before with the Wii U and with the 3DS and I believe with the DS was that they did one of the, one of those options which is basically putting a completely separate um, kernel if that's the, the term inside the system because when you put a Wii game in the Wii U and start it the Wii U physically shuts down and loads a Wii instead it's, it's basically two consoles in one and if you put a DS game in a 3DS it physically shuts down and opens up the DS like kind of bas- basically a DS inside the 3DS now what this comes down to is how expensive the Tegra X1 is still going to be uh, by the time this new system comes out because that's basically what it boils down to is how much of that switch price is the is the Tegra X1 um, and all the kind of the, the, the internal components that would need to be copied over that like basically lifted and placed inside this new system as a second system inside it because if that's that to me sounds like the only way it's going to be doable um, and it would also Nintendo might fancy that for security purposes because at some point someone's going to hack the switch wide open like like even it's already been done to older stuff but to, at some point someone's going to bust the entire thing wide open like always happens with Nintendo systems and having um, the Switch mode as a completely separate thing inside it would be beneficial for Nintendo from a security point of view because it would mean if anyone does ever manage to break the Switch wide open, this Switch 2 or or whatever the new system is going to be called would be unaffected um, because it's two completely separate um, systems in one. So my guess is they're going to do it. They'll put a switch cartridge slot in it. Um, they would. Um, they'll have to carry over the switch online um, legacy. The the, the uh, all the all the retro games, all the digital games. They'll they'll all have to carry over because they've seen too many ups and downs over the years. It's been like like a proper wave machine. Like how how well Nintendo systems have gone. It's rare that they ha- they get it right twice in a row, and they can't afford to fuck this up um, the, the Switch has been its biggest success in such a long time they have to just do more of the same wouldn't it be so Nintendo to fuck it up though it, it would be but there has to come a point where they where they go wait a minute like, come on lads <laughs> please every, everyone's expecting us to fuck this up but wouldn't it be so Nintendo to surprise, to surprise everyone and not actually do it this time and actually do it right um, it, it has to be this this um, retro library that these literal libraries are doing they've taken so long to do them they must know they're playing the long game they, 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 they've only just brought out Game Boy and Game Boy Advance what five years into the Switch's life um, mm. if people want GameCube and, and stuff in the future or even I, I, I don't know DD, like the Wii U had DS games and they've not even gone anywhere near that yet um, the fact that I cannot pick up my Switch and buy Pokemon heart motherfucking gold and play it i know that there's a two screen problem i do not care fix it you're paid a lot of money nintendo i have paid you a lot of money it's come a, on now there's a two screen problem but but the people have solved that two screen problem yeah. with, with with various um shenanigans so it, it can be done right no one's listening to this on the back end right right if i can play that game right mm-hmm. on another handheld machine right you you what you 
you, you, I'm doing, I'm doing the eyes thing here. I'm doing the eyes thing. PSP, aye. yeah, the PSP. <laughs> if I can, if I can play that on the uh, T-Mobile Sidekick mm-hmm. with no problem mm-hmm. and it runs brilliantly, that's the thing. I mean, every, everyone knows you can play it on the N-Gage, so there, there's no, there's no real reason why um, it, it, it can be done. I mean, let, let's face it. Nintendo let, knows it because they they take down videos of people playing yeah, it on the N-Gage, it, so it, it's it's not this big secret. Stacy, what do you think of this Nintendo Switch games in the bin? And I'm not going to pretend to understand all of the, the technological settings as much as Chris does, but I think from a perception, from like public perception, there's going to be a lot that hinges on, is this essentially a Switch Pro, a better version of the Switch that, um, you know, play runs games, but as fast as I can support more things, in which case I think people will be very, they will demand really that all the Switch games need to work on it. Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be a Switch 2 a completely new console, a kind of PS4 to PS5 style leap, in which case I think people would have a little bit more forgiveness over some games not being carried over straight away in kind of a similar way to the Steam Deck, didn't have every game um, verified immediately, but they will expect a much more powerful console out of the bag of that. I think because Nintendo games don't drop in price... A lot of people, this might maybe be a games journalism bubble thing, but a lot of people that I know buy digital because mm-hmm. you get it immediately. It's the same price. It's never, it's never going to drop in, in unless price. Your, unless your Tesco's going out of business and you can get all these stuff in for a like happened last month. Never, never anywhere near me. There was like one, that the Mario Brothers Switch Deluxe Mega Dub Edition. Yeah. That one was cheap, but the, the ones that you would invest in, the ones that you would go and buy 40 copies of, like the Pokemon games, all sold out. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what you mean. Like, the the optics of coming out and being like, your Switch games aren't going to work, I'm sorry, it would be like yeah. disastrous. But um, I, 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 it's a weird one because their the consoles and their handhelds have a, had a very different path in terms of backwards compatibility yeah. and I don't know if that's a, if that's because handhelds are considered more casual like they, they appeal to, to a wider audience like parents mm-hmm. buying them for their kids and are likely to be more angry that the games don't work on the new one because when you look at NES to SNES no backwards compatibility to N64 no backwards compatibility to GameCube nope it was only when the Wii and then the Wii U they both did it and that was it they look at the handhelds you could go from Game Boy to Game Boy Color to Game Boy Advance to DS to 3DS backwards compatibility the entire way all the way up the Switch was the first time handhelds didn't do it so it's not like it's unlike Nintendo to have backwards compatibility on a handheld it's just they would be Nintendo's done a lot of insane things over the years and as someone who's worked on the official Nintendo magazine and had to deal with them for six years they've done a million more insane things that people don't know about Um, but it would be the ultimate insane move to pretend the switch is the end of that run and start from scratch again that would be ludicrous also just finally on this people don't remember how badly the switch reveal went and when they came out and said the controller was 70 pounds and all of Mm. this stuff like go Mm. back and go back and look at like the early 2017 when they did that presentation when they were like the gamecube had a handle like people were fucking hating on it and it turned around Mm. so never count out nintendo although you could count out lego disney and lego guardians of the galaxy our final story this week those games are reportedly among several cancelled projects at tt games this is according to nintendo life lego guardians of the galaxy in the bin a lego disney title that would feature a lot of animated characters project marley apparently which would be frozen the muppets winnie the pooh nightmare before christmas 
these characters would be exploring Diablo-like dungeons, according to the report. A non-Lego shooter featuring Warner Brothers characters, all the folk that are in multiverses, that game that five people are still playing, that's also been binned. Um, and apparently they are currently working on a Lego Batman. And the Lego Batman one is almost certainly confirmed because an XTT Games employee basically posted on Twitter being like, oh, all these reports of Lego Batman looks like TT Games is really leaky these days. It's like, mate, you've just... You just leaked it. You just confirmed it. <laughs> you, you you left like five minutes ago. You've just you've just said that this is happening, and and also uh, Skywalker Saga, a fied version of um, the Lego Harry Potter games. So Chris, as a mm-hmm. as a as someone like me who's played a lot of these meddling games, are Lego games a busted flush? And before you say it, yes, we should bring back dimensions. I'm glad you said it, not me, because I I keep saying it, and 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 I feel bad. Like if I, if this camera was rotated. Um, 180 degrees you would see a full Lego Dimensions collection <clears throat> and a full Disney Infinity collection choking up there with, with, with emotion um, <laughs> uh, how, 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 how much I love these games um, so the idea of a Lego Disney game merging my love for Lego Dimensions and my love for Disney Infinity um, and putting it in a Minecraft Dungeon style game which I'm, I don't care about um, would, would have been quite interesting but yeah, I, I I have zero interest in another Lego Batman if that's if that is indeed what's what's in the works. Um I like the Lego games. I've always liked the Lego games. Again, now that I've got a kid, I'm looking forward to her getting kind of um, efficient enough with a controller that, that she, I can play Lego games with her and I'll go through all of them except for Harry Potter. Um, the, but Lego Lego Dimensions is the one for me that I wish they would just go back to. Um, I would I appreciate that there would be a lot of work involved in renewing all those licenses because not all the licenses were Warner Brothers licenses. That was the big deal. Yeah, like Simpsons and Sonic and that. Doctor Who was in there, the Back to the Future was in there, ET, the A Team. There's a million ridiculous the things in there. All the and kids. Oh, <laughs> oh, the kid, the kid. Who else is up there? The kids love a bit of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, it's, if it's the musical, the musical's huge on TikTok. If they're going to do a Lego Beetlejuice, the musical, I could see them doing that. So they say. But the problem, the thing with the, the problem with Lego Dimension is people, so many people don't realise. I'm sorry, this is going off, this is going into a Lego Dimensions, like praise. Um, Stacey, we'll fuck off. Right, let him just. Like, <laughs> did, did, either, did either of the two of you play it, or am I going to be oh, preaching to like oh, people who go there? There's like a seven hundred pound Lego Millennium Falcon above my baldy heat. Of course, I played Lego Dimensions. I had a boss. But were you properly? Did you like get all of them? Did you into it like like hook line and sinker? Or did you just pick and choose the ones you wanted? I, I, I picked and cho- I picked and chose, picked and choosed um, the ones that I wanted, and then towards the end, I just bought the figures and kept them in their boxes, and eventually sold them because those a lot of those minifigures were exclusive, yeah. and they and they they were that was the best thing about Lego Dimensions. It was just Lego. It was actual physical Lego that you could use yeah. in your fucking sets or whatever. So yeah, um, and for me, I think because of, because it was toys to life, which is there's <laughs> a phrase we've not heard for a while. Um, a lot of people didn't obviously get it, and a lot of people did, as in literally didn't buy it. Um, and but and figuratively as well, didn't get it because they didn't realise that what that game actually was was a, a standard story mode, and then every single. IP that was involved in that game 
any time you put a toy down unlocked an open world for that specific IP yeah. so there was a le- it basically turned into a Lego Simpsons game a Lego Powerpuff Girls game a Lego Adventure Time game a Lego Back to the Future game uh, that Lego A-Team game that the kids were fucking screaming for <laughs> um, it, it's, it, it, it's just it's, it's amazing it, to me it was the, I love a crossover like at the worst of times I'll, I'll play anything that puts two characters together this was this is the greatest crossover game I mean game. you are Johnny Multiverses of course you'll have a fucking crossover I, 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 I stuck with Multiverses as, as long as I could um, but I'm done with that now but, but you're the last player yeah it was the ultimate people all go about Smash Brothers Smash Brothers isn't the ultimate crossover game Lego Dimensions is the ultimate crossover game and they need to just bring it back without the toys and just like the the the, the gold edition well they're That'll absolutely never going to do that but um but just finally, as we record this, it is the 9th. You were, you were potentially listening to this on the 9th. Tomorrow is March 10. Mm. Mario Day. There's going to be a Lego live stream where they're going to announce a new Mario set. Divorce the fact that it's a Mario set and I want a quick answer because it's my fucking day off and I'm not sitting in this office any longer. Chris, dream Lego set to be announced in the gaming universe. Stacey, I'm coming to you next, so give me a good answer. Chris. Put me on the spot here. Dream one would be... Um, uh, the, the 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 first level in Donkey Kong. Oh, like a side a side scroll as like a big a, construction. Oh, yeah, that, that, that like as, as a big construction, you construct this. this. Okay, that's a, that's a good answer. That st- and, and with a magnet at the back where you can move, you can move Mario from the back. Oh, I like that. I bet you that I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they actually like. have you just broken embargo we don't, we, we don't play, do that over play, here play, no, no I don't imagine, see, imagine if it was I'm going to look like an absolute arsehole okay. Stacey your dream Lego gaming set then uh, Croft Manor from Tomb Raider ideally from Legend but I would take any that's of them that's a good one that's strong that is nice actually I had I, I couldn't really think of one until I looked behind you on the camera Stacey I think a Lego Normandy from Mass Effect would be fucking tidy. <laughs> I love Lego spaceships, so I think for for audio listeners, Stacey has a, an image of Femship from the cover. Is that from the cover of 3? Or is that from the... I think it is. Yes, it is, yeah. yeah. The reversible cover of 3, because you could flip them and have Femship or Ambroship on the front. I, I would like a Lego Normandy. I think that would be pretty tidy. Um, but the way Lego's going now, it'd probably be about a billion pounds, because that new Lego Rivendell set is like 500 quid, but... Um, <laughs> They've got us by the short and curlies. Send us your dream gaming Lego set and we will make fun of them um, next week. Podcast at videogameschronicle.com. If you send me a set that's already been released, I will block you and abuse you on Twitter. Stacey, where can we find your work? Uh, you can check me out at thegamer.com where I'm the editor-in-chief. Mm. It's the gamer with no spaces. Five spaces. Chris, where can we find you? Um... Where can't you find me? Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter at Scully1888, uh, which remains uh, half of Glasgow don't like me. Um, and obviously, you can find me on Video Games Chronicle. Um, again, no spaces. Glasgow is famously green and white. Um, that game last night was that was that game last night was absolutely turgid. I mean, for us to play yeah, that badly it. and still win three one. Celtic are fucking massive. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Video Games Chronicle <laughs> podcast. Can't cut that out, it's right at the end. Thank you very much for That's listening. True. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Midler, as Chris said, at Scully1888, and Stacey at 5 Tacey, 5 spelled out, because it's like the number 5 is S, That's right. and then Tacey. Next week, we will be back with what I am sure will be a very, very leaky episode looking at the guest list, so please look forward to that. Until next time, 
Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Stacey. Bye, Stacey. And I will see you next week. VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.